Environmental activism can take place in all fields of work and study, including game development. In this episode of Talk About Earth, I'm joined by game dev New Noise Works, who's designing a utopia free-to-play farming simulator whose income from cosmetic design will fund climate activism and journalism. Earth is our home, so let's talk about it. New Noise Works. Um... He is here to talk about being an environmental activist in game development and also the game that he is currently working on. So feel free, like you have the platform. Um, this is also my first time like interviewing someone on my stream. So I apologize if it's a little bit rough. <laughs> no, that's totally fine. This is my first time being interviewed on a stream or whatever. So that's, uh, it's, you can blame everything on me is basically what I'm trying to say. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, what's going on everybody? I have the chat on the left-hand side. So, oh, perfect. Um, I'll try to be a chatter. Uh, so um, I'll tell you a little about myself. Um, you can, um, new Noise Works is my handle. That's kind of what I'm naming my game studio. I guess you can call me New Noise. Uh, my real life name is Anand, uh, A-N-A-N-D, if that helps. But you know, noise, new noise, any of that stuff is fine. Um, I've been a programmer for about 13 years, mostly uh, in web development. So a lot of you know what's stereotypical there, a lot of work in startups, uh, some work in advertising. Uh, I also spent about six months working in Michael Bloomberg's company, but you know we don't we don't talk about that. Um, Bloomberg, <laughs> yeah, that guy. Um, what is up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right? A, B, doing your game. Um, nothing yet, but I, I think I get sued by Konami if I do something that way. No, I'm kidding. Um, I, I don't think they'd sue you, but uh, anyway, so that is me in a nutshell. Um, a web programmer. I started getting into game development about two years ago maybe summer of 2017, and that's when I started Twitch streaming as well, uh, twitch.tv slash new noise works. That's me, yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh, touring. All right, thank you, sorry. Thank you for the raid of 43, hello. (laughs) Um, Oh God, this new noise making everything exciting. Like the moment I have like a planned stream, people are like popping in here. Um, good morning, everyone. I'm sure you've seen me in Touring's chat. I'm Bela. I'm an environmental edutainer. Um, we are interviewing New Noiseworks. He is um, an environmental activist and game develop- game developer, and he's making a game that funds um, fighting against climate denialism and all that fun stuff. So uh, that's why my alerts aren't on because like we're we're having like a interview thing. So he just has the floor. Toring, thank you so much for the rate. I appreciate you. And I loved your DC streams yesterday. I hope you have safe travels and everything going on today. So um, I'm not sure if you follow him, um, Noise. So Toring, he's often in the politics category. And he's literally been holding up to his name. He like traveled all the way to DC to like stream and interview people. Um, and now he's going to Iowa. Right? You're going to Iowa now? Um, to... Oh, wow. um, yeah, to canvas for Bernie. So he's oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, he's not going to see this. He was on his phone. Oh well. Well, I'll DM him and say thank you. Well, I, I know about him now. Touring sounds cool. I think I'm gonna follow. Um, yeah. It's up to anybody going out to Iowa for Bernie. I really, uh, I'm just giving money and staying in New York. So I really, really appreciate that. Oh yeah, he's like he's on it. <laughs> all right, cool. So sorry about that. Um, all right, you have the floor. Take over my okay, stream. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So uh, I was just telling uh, Bela and everyone that I've been a programmer for mostly web development and startups and stuff uh, for about 13 years. Two years ago, I got into game development, started Twitch streaming, twitch.tv slash new noise works. I'll try to keep the advertisements low. Oh, um, I'll post your link. And I, I, 
I got into uh, game development and I started Twitch streaming just to kind of like learn with other people. And if you are interested in game development, no matter like where you are as a programmer, I would kind of recommend thinking about Twitch streaming while you learn. Like it was even for me, like uh, you, you learn by other people teaching you and vice versa. So it's really um, it was an interesting thing. About a year ago, I decided to focus on like one game project pretty much a little about a year and a half ago right when the ipcc report came out mm-hmm. um and it was this project uh, i'm calling it the promised land you can go to play the and uh there's like a little prototype available it's really just a rough prototype um but the idea is to basically make a stardew valley harvest moon-esque game um but make it an mmo and put it more in like a future utopia kind of a setting um and then make it free to play and have 60% of assets at the point of purchase go directly to groups. Um, and I am trying to seek out groups and empower groups that are mostly focused on climate journalism and uh, climate activism. Um, so, you know, planting trees is great. Uh, recycling and disaster relief is also very necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really want to put money towards things that will position um, the strongest really kind of cultural environment for things like a Green New Deal to not just pass, but also be reinforced. Um, Cause like, you know, as a angry dude in his thirties, and there are apparently a bunch of us now in America, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like I saw Obamacare pass in the form that it did and then just have no one in the media really support it. And there's so many actors really go after it mm-hmm. um, and not really stand, really uh, give it in true interpretation, I think, of what would happen if, say, in Indiana steps out of the exchange, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do really think that we need a stronger apparatus uh, as far as uh, the media goes. Um, I'm not going to start talking about fake news or mainstream uh, media ills, but I really think um, journalism, for instance, has been kind of financially crippled. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of evidence towards that. Um, I know I kind of talk and ramble a lot, and I also ignore my own chat sometimes accidentally so i don't want to like go too fast if anybody has any questions oh yeah i i ramble all the time like i'll I'll be like okay here's our idea for the day and then like we just (laughs) we just go (laughs) um i do get yelled at sometimes because i'm technically in the programming stream and people sometimes want to see you program Mm -hmm. um quick shot fan Quick shot, Fran, excuse me. How'd you build your website? This looks really good. Thank you so much. Um, so I'm a web developer, so that is like an advantage. Um, I used a template. Um, if you're into web development at all, I use something called React as uh, not the programming language, but the main library um, and a template. And I kind of just put things together slowly. Um, I, I appreciate that. Uh, so yeah, if anybody has any questions, and Bela, of course, feel free to stop me. Um, but yeah, I'm a big rambler. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Uh, so I could, I got some notes though. So that's the game. I I do, I can show the game a little bit later. Um, if you want, you can download it and we could, we could go into the town together and see each other, but there's not too much in terms of functionality outside of that. Um, but I can talk about that later. I do kind of want to focus on just like why I want to finance climate journalism as well Mm -hmm. as climate activism, what that would mean. Um, Bailey answers about 4% of her questions. Honestly, it's nasty. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, there we go. Um, let's see um penguins asking do you have a working beta version or is it still being structurally built uh yes yeah, so there is a working beta version as long as you have a windows or a linux machine you can try it out at do you allow links if i hit enter here yeah go uh, for I, it I, you can post all the links sorry i was like pulling up your site i'm like okay <laughs> i wonder if i were to like download it right now if like it would have impact on the stream 
Um, probably not. It's a very it's low. It's little. Okay. Yeah. I'm not... I should have done this last night, but I mean, you know, a rant happened last night, so. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I, um, I saw, I think you tweeted me and I was going to like, I wanted to respond, but then like the second I hit the button, I saw that I ran happened. Um, mm-hmm. talk about that too. It's yeah. I think we were all impressive. really busy last night. I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to make, I like scrape this like overlay together this morning because I was like, so I was like, all right, I'm going to take like a couple hours to, like last night, make a nice overlay. And then Twitter's like, and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, all right, so, cool. No doubt. Um, I was uh, bullied into supporting Linux on my stream. So, you know, you Linux users are uh, good-hearted. <laughs> anyway, I'll keep it up on Linux. I was just trying to respond to something in your chat. Oh, yeah, go for it. Um, I'm downloading the game right now, so. Oh, perfect. All right, cool. Um, yeah, um, I'll put your stream up so I know what you're doing because technically I have it on too. Anyway, so I did want to kind of explain like why climate journalism and why like just talk about journalism in general. Mm-hmm. Um, journalism's kind of been like slowly defunded in terms of how like things like you know capitalism funds things in terms of what the banks want to invest in journalism pretty much like uh, obviously the internet is one big epoch but it's really been happening since maybe the early 90s uh with the invention of cnn mm-hmm. and a 24-hour news network where all of a sudden just like a instead of it used to be like maybe tens of thousands five-figure kind of that might be a lot but uh, maybe like a low five-figure amount of different journalistic outfits kind of networking each other everyone's reading their own stuff and sharing stories when necessary right mm-hmm. um from the local uh ground all the way up to a federal newspaper like the new york times or washington post mm-hmm. uh but like since cnn happens all of a sudden investors realize well we can have the same amount of reach to get the same amount of advertising dollars via television and you know it's MSNBC. After that, it's CNBC. It's all sorts of Fox News eventually at the end of the millennium. Yeah. Um, these channels start sprouting up, and it's because they're more profitable um, than newspapers. So newspapers, print journalism is slowly being uh, defunded kind of behind the scenes. And the things that are going away are like investigative reporting, like the money you pay to a journalist to go mm-hmm. stay in a ratty hotel and do the work, right? Yeah. Um, so like that kind of stuff is being slowly defunded. And then the internet comes. Um, and so, now we have a lot of access to everything. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's not just that, but with this current epoch of finance and as someone who worked in tech, I, I'm familiar with venture capital is kind of like a tertiary connection to what I do. Um, those people aren't, you know, like the, they very often come in uh, with the premise of a finance loan and mm-hmm. then they say, make me the CEO of your company. Uh, for example, Jared Kushner did this with uh, the New York Observer, I think, mm-hmm. um, prior to uh, the presidential run with Trump and all that. Uh, and they don't know anything about newspapers. They're just trying to make more of a profit. Um, so if you're wondering why pretty much every website is just a big pile of ads, uh, it, it's mostly because of those dudes. They didn't really know how else mm-hmm. to make money. Um, there's a really good article by, like, I want to say Megan Grimwell and Schroeder for Deadspin. Um, about this uh greenwell it's, mm-hmm. it's called the adults in the room um Ooh. if anyone I'm, uh, would you mind if i just link all it? right feel free to post like links advertise yourself everything like this you've taken over my stream <laughs> okay, cool. well that's a really good article if you want to know more about like modern state of journalism and financing and how maybe things aren't working so well from a, a journalist uh and and dead spins if, if you're familiar with them kind of entertaining writing too mm-hmm. uh so you have the ads blocks so you don't see them well that's 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 certainly one way to deal with it um 
I, I, I will not admit to doing any of those things. Um, I used to work for the advertising industry anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's the same, uh, maybe going back, it's the same reason games and movies are crap. Producers and investors know nothing about creating anything of value except for consolidating things and making sure you see the Star Wars. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, mm -hmm. um, it's kind of the story of why everything sucks, especially over this last decade. And I, I could talk about that financially too. Leaving but, a Starbucks cup in the middle of a Game of Thrones scene. <laughs> oh yeah I, I i'm not sure if you've seen game of thrones but that no. that was funny <laughs> I, I heard about that so game of thrones is one of those things where like i kept hearing about it and having no idea what's going on like i'd be at parties just kind of quiet for that five minutes you know mm -hmm. uh but i did hear about the starbucks cup um yeah uh, also the healthcare industry you know, a lot a lot of things are just um really just being um butchered so it could make mm -hmm. more shareholder profit uh, and that's like journalism in a nutshell. So I, I, I don't, you can't really save the whole thing. Um, but climate journalism is a thing you can focus on. And I think it's a thing we're focusing on and making entire outfits focused on it. The way we have the Wall Street Journal is focused financially uh, on mm -hmm. how everything uh, is intertwined with uh, global finance, right? Mm -hmm. So I would like to see things like that. And as far as, you know, what, like, I, 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 I haven't set up the financial elements, so I haven't really reached out. This is me reaching out. In initiating that process actually so mm -hmm. in terms of people to just kind of shout out and look, people that i would love to support um if i could ever get there would be uh, someone like amy westerfall uh she does a podcast drilled um it's really Ooh. good uh she is a, a longtime journalist herself uh, in print media um drilled is an interesting podcast i think it's been running for like two years um i think i've been told about this i feel like i have it like saved on my podcast list on spotify but i have yet to yeah it's really good um it's also like it's it's not like super uh newsy it's more done in the vein of um uh a true crime podcast you know um <laughs> those are very popular so it's like true crime but how uh, the oil and gas industry has like covered up um uh, they're doing through disinformation campaigns and stuff like that and getting behind that um and it's really good. I recommend that. She basically started her own podcast network, Critical Frequency, uh, to support things like herself and other sorts of uh, journalism. So I, I think she's like one person that like knows that industry already has um, visibility. Mm -hmm. The other person would be uh, Emily Atkin and her, her heated. Oh, oh yes, dude. I love her newsletter. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's really, really good. And this is like drilled is maybe like more for if you want like and what I would want, like investigative journalism, like behind mm -hmm. the scenes, he did is maybe like more like broadly focused. So like you get it. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Yeah, no, it's really good. Like she just, um, let's see, the recent one that went out the other day was having to do, um, crap, what was it? I've been so discombobulated with everything. Uh, did, you, did, did you read today's by any chance? No, I haven't read today's yet. So this morning I like rolled out of bed. I was up late last night with following all the news and stuff because um, I was like talking with people in Discord and everything about it. Yeah. Um, and then I slept in this morning and was like, oh, my God, I have to. <laughs> I'm streaming. <laughs> um, Thanks for waking up. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I have to be here. It's my job. <laughs> Um, thanks, um, Vanna. So I still need to go ahead and read her thing for this morning. So I'm looking forward to doing that after the stream. Oh, this um, morning's really good. Um, just to like kind of talk about it. Cause it's really interesting. Um, yeah, go for it. Apparently like there, someone tweeted this yesterday and there was research to find that like Exxon, uh, I forget which company, I think it was Shell, but like 
they basically predicted the whole uh, climate activist thing, right? Oh, yeah. Wait, was that Chevron? Or no, Chevron just donated like $1 million. Yeah. And then everyone's like, you have billions of dollars. It was, I think it was Exxon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Royal Dutch Shell. No, excuse me. So Shell. Shell. I didn't know they were called Mm -hmm. Royal Dutch Shell. But yeah. Um, And yeah, like they've been planning for it since like the, I think the, papers from the 90s and they literally predict it to be like somewhere between the late 90s and 2020 we'll have like a wave of youth protests they said it's going to be just like uh the tobacco protests or are happening then or like the the movement to make cigarettes uh more legal mm-hmm. um so yeah uh it's a really interesting one like i it's crazy to think that they've been thinking about this for as long as they have um mm-hmm. so anyway emily Acton does uh he did it's a really good newsletter but like there are some podcasts on climate and stuff, but like that's um, that's pretty much it as far as like pure journalism. I think. I mean, I'm sure mm-hmm. I'm probably wrong about that, but I would love to see more. And I know, like, from the outside looking in, like most journalists are writing about how the journalism industry is just dying. Um, also, like, even uh, to speak of what nothing that makes journalism difficult. Like, I don't know if anyone remembers Gawker. Um, Gawker. Yeah. No. Okay. So, so Gawker was like a. An interesting website. There was a lot of clickbaity BuzzFeed bullshit on Gawker, but there was a lot of also um, honest to God investigative journalism about like maybe people that wouldn't normally be treated as untowards actors immediately, like a, a Facebook um, or most notably uh, Peter Thiel, um, who uh, suppose, well, I, I don't want to talk too much about like my personal life, but I was working at a website which handled the internet traffic for Gawker while they were getting historically DDoS attacked. Oh, no. Uh, and I was just doing, like, the front-end stuff, so, like, mm-hmm. um, which is, like, the website. Uh, so, like, everybody at work was waking up, like, 3 in the morning um, for, like, these literally, like, the craziest DDoS attacks that were 2016 in the run-up to um, the election. Um, anyway, uh, Gawker mm-hmm. eventually got shut down because of that, because of a lawsuit over the whole Hulk Hogan thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, it, it's a really sticky kind of situation, but it was one of the few places that had um, an open or more open regard to just going being straightforward uh, as towards investigative journalism and being more honest uh, because they lacked the profit model. They had this guy, Nick Denton, funding them. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas now every newspaper is part of a consolidated investor group's holding firm portfolio excuse me um and they have to make as much profit as possible so uh yeah like uh, it's it's very questionable to me if the existing outfits the mainstream outfits cnn new york times etc are going to be honest actors or even do the investigative work necessary given that they've been defunding the investigative work and taking a lot of money from the fossil fuel industry uh yeah. i can also just like give like a quick story about why i I don't want to say don't trust um, journalism, but there, there are some easy ways to kind of predict where mainstream outfits aren't going to be great. And, Look for uh, clickbait I, titles. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I was thinking before that. So like my, it's just the advertising. So one of the strongest like memories I have was, um. so I was in New York, I'm in New York for about 15 years and I was here for Occupy Wall Street, mm-hmm. starting my career in, in the advertising industry. Um, and uh so Occupy Wall Street's going down. I'm just following it on Twitter. Like, I've learned, like, if you want, like, the, the blow by blow, you're going to have to be on Twitter at that time. Um, and the protests had actually flooded all the way into Times Square. So I grew up in New Jersey. I'm mm-hmm. from New York. Like, Times Square, 
doesn't just shut down. And if it shuts down, it's like New Year's or some shit, right? Um, you may have planned protests and then they'll shut it down, but it's like kind of a coordinated thing, like not just a random bunch of people flooding in there. And that, that did happen uh, during Occupy Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Um, CNN at the time, their backdrop was literally Times Square. Like the glass behind Anderson Cooper was quite, like all he would have had to do was this. Then you'd see a bunch of people mm-hmm. if they focused on it. For some reason, uh, they decided to not say anything about a huge mass of people in one of like the central parts of the world protesting. So, um, and then you can just watch the advertisements afterwards. There's going to be a lot of financial companies and banks and holding firms, et cetera, advertising largely to like CEOs and really rich people. So I think they they have uh, a profit motivation to kind of look the other way. Yeah. And as someone that's worked at like advertising firm type places, uh, looking other way, the other way is so easy for them, uh, mm-hmm. just like the type of people they are, uh, which is to say, I don't think it's a conspiratorial action. I think it's more just um, fecklessness anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it could be funded away. And that that is kind of uh, what I would like to do as far as climate journalism goes. Uh, anyway, I've been talking for a long time. Uh, any any questions? Or oh, anything? yeah. No, I was just going to say, I think there was, um, let me go ahead and pull it up. Greta was just this morning talking about how one um, international news, let's see, what was it? It was, oh, so... Seven hours ago, I was talking about, like, so far, I've only heard of one single daily newspaper, uh, the ETC, which it looks like it's in, I think it's in Switzerland. I don't just, like, the language looks Swiss, um, who has decided to exclude all advertisements regarding fossil products and services. So there's, like, some, so there's a step that's been taken in, well, a little step, but, I mean, still a good step, nonetheless, that's been taking in not accepting money from um, the fossil fuel industry, especially oh, since... Yeah, I see that. Yeah. yeah. It was a pretty big financial firm, too. I forget who it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's exactly what I wanted, want to see, to be honest. Because um, uh, finance in general is, like, another reason why I'm doing this. Uh, and I, I could talk about that, but I have a lot of thoughts about how finance works and I think someone said earlier, like Mooney Machine, hello, you angry porces, million appear to be a lot of money to you. Like, it's, it's <laughs> I, I think it's an interesting statement because, like, um, so Thor, uh, Chris Hemsworth, he donated a million dollars to Australia. That's, that's, that's cool. <laughs> but, like, he he is literally worth like 120 million, I think. Yeah. Um, and I, I hate those Marvel movies. I'm on Martin Scorsese's side, even though I'm a comic book fan. And the Thor movies are the only good ones. So I think, I think he deserves it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> um, but the thing is, like, so I don't want to bore too much about like talking about finance or whatever, but like uh, if you have money, meaning like even if you're just talking about investing for your retirement, like you're a normal person, you invest in index funds uh, mm-hmm. or mutual funds or 401ks or IRAs. And what those are for people who don't know, it's just a grouping of stocks that perform very well such that you are guaranteed 5 to 10% kind of growth over year over year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the normal approach for retirement. Anyone that's planning for their retirement is doing that. Funny thing is, before 2007, really rich, wealthy people used to do things like start businesses or invest in hedge funds, which had a lot of varied investments. Mm -hmm. Um, But after 2007, like uh, 
Warren Buffett, that, that guy, he makes a really famous proclamation to everyone, all the rich people that says, look, hedge funds are stupid. They perform worse than these index funds. I know they're sexy because sometimes you can get 20% gains on a hedge fund, mm-hmm. but an index funds can actually be much better. And he proves that. Um, that was about 12 years ago. And now I think just a couple months ago, we have more money in index funds and individual funds. So it's really easy to make five to ten percent money. Five percent, five to ten percent on your money. You just have to have money in a bank account that you can put into, um, like a Betterment.com would be uh, one of these mutual fund holding places, right? <laughs> so anyway, going back to to Chris Hemsworth, if he's worth 130, 120 million, let's say it's 100 million. That means it's really, really like nice of us to say that he only has 25 million in index funds. Probably mm-hmm. a lot more. Yeah. Um, but let's just be nice and say he only has 25 million. Let's say he makes 5%. And that that number is in a good economy, roughly the number that he could have after taxes on those capital gains. So if you have 25 million in a bank account, uh, 5% of that, I think is like 1.25 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if he gave a million to Australia, he pretty much gave the money that he made on this index fund for free over the last year, dot, dot, dot. What's in that index fund? A lot of oil, mm-hmm. anywhere from like 25 to 60% oil stocks. Uh, also, Dang. a lot of medical, a purely American medical insurance and pharmaceutical company stocks too. And yeah. you know how they make their money. So whenever you hear somebody say, how do you pay for this? Uh, yeah. What they're, well, if they're very wealthy, what they're saying is, how do you pay for this dot, 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 while I keep getting my free money from the oil and healthcare industry? So yeah, a million dollars may seem like a lot, but it's it's like taking the the money that you make from burning the planet and putting it into water so you can stop <laughs> it from burning a little bit, you know? Um, and then you keep taking the money that's still burning. Yeah. Yeah. Um and, and I, I can make it more depressing. You ready for it? Go for it. <laughs> All right, cool. So in America, 45% of the country is in the stock market in some way. Like the, the majority are going to be just retirement fund holders. Um, that's money. Let's, let's stop thinking about money because we all have these phones and Twitter <laughs> accounts and stuff like that, uh, even email. When you see the little notification with the number in the red circle, you kind of get a little get a little spike of emotion. We know that, right? Mm-hmm. And if it's a good thing, it's a heart, you're in your group chat, all your friends gave you the heart or whatever, like mm-hmm. it's, you, you feel good. It's dopamine. I mean, there's I'm not making any points that haven't been made. Social media is like proven as something to be slightly addictive, right? Yeah. All right. Imagine if those likes were dollars, yeah. right? All right. So for the last 10 years or so, while people have had the internet to manage their money, most wealthy people and people who are retirees, meaning a lot of boomers mm-hmm. and a lot of older people, they've been looking at their phones and seeing, oh, I just made a couple hundred dollars. I just made a couple thousand dollars. When you're retiring, you're making tens of thousands of dollars a month mm-hmm. off that fund. And you're not really doing anything. I do think there's some argument to be made to say that why haven't we moved into climate change with more gusto, politically especially? I think a large population is frankly addicted the way you would be addicted to drugs or social media mm-hmm. to money that doesn't really represent their work. It just is investing and they get it back for free. Um, and I think that's really scary. Oh, yeah. um, There was someone that came into my stream before when um, I was hanging on the politics category. We were talking. This is a couple weeks ago. I forget the exact topic, Um, but they they were um, they're Republican. And I was asking, like, okay, so I'm assuming you're probably going to be voting for Trump. And they're like, 
yeah. Then I'm like, okay, but can you tell me why? And like, the first thing is all about the economy. Then I was like, okay, well, what do you really care about? And he's like, well, I'm really concerned about the climate. I'm really concerned about like healthcare for my kids and everything, but I'm voting for Trump because he's like good for the economy. And I'm just here like, you're literally talking like a Sanders supporter, but because of the way you view money, you want Trump, which is literally going against your morals and the way that you want to support your family and, and like your planet. Um, and I mean, if you're even like looking at all of it too, it's like, has he really been that good for the economy? He's been good for like the people that are like up top. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, like I like being in like middle-class, like Los Angeles area, like I haven't felt like any economic wonders. I mean, like if anything, my FAFSA got slashed for my university, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean, it's i think um, it does go back to these index funds like it's a very awkward thing to say well how much money do you have in index funds right you can't really ask that question but like mm-hmm. pierce brosnan had the same thing to say a little while ago kind of sucked i liked goldeneye growing up very emotionally attached to the nintendo 64 version of goldeneye mm-hmm. uh but anyway he said that yeah the same thing trump is well, I, I know he's weird or whatever but he's very good for the economy mm-hmm. and yeah that dude's worth like 200 million somehow um so he if you get a whole bunch of free money from this economy you might feel really good about it uh but Mm -hmm. here's the thing like even if you're even if you think you're set up for a good retirement now you you might not be uh it's it's uh, inflation of goods such as housing and food had passed inflation of the dollar such that even your retirement account should it make you feel good because you see the number going up might Mm -hmm. not empirically actually be the right number that you would need to retire especially when you put in climate change into the mix right oh so, yeah like once we start looking at um a potential water war or even potential food wars yeah. too like that's yeah. like i was joking i was over on a kiara husk stream on a monday and we were like oh yeah you know like in our 80s i'm like well i mean provided we survive the water wars and we're like oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. um Oh, yeah. And the issue with soil, soil erosion, which some people don't even want to, like, go ahead and, like, acknowledge. They're like, oh, agriculture is great. We keep subsidizing it. It's like, why do you think we have to keep subsidizing it? Because it's it's a failing system and we need better ways to do it. And if we don't have to keep subsidizing it all the time because they have better practices, then all that money that was being used to subsidize this could go into other things. Um Yeah. Yeah, and so I was just here like, oh man, so we have um, an interstellar level dust bowl coming soon, and we have a <laughs> drought. That's going to be wonderful. Um, and, and, and Australia is literally on fire right now. So. Yeah, so that's, yeah. man, I've been seeing, uh, it's been breaking my heart. I'm here like, I wish I had like the means to go out there and just be a volunteer firefighter. You know, I'm just here like, at this point, it doesn't even matter. It's like, just go and help people, you know. It's, it's so tough and yeah. especially like i don't know if you have streamers that are or people on your stream from like australia just like oh, i have a couple them. um i think anya i haven't seen her in a minute um but she was talking about how she's going to be volunteering and i'm just here like be safe please be safe like this is it's it's crazy <laughs> that's the only word i have for it i'm like this is just crazy like but yeah like someone from my chat like uh that, that, that chat was just told me like I, I can't really see 20 feet in front of me or 20 meters uh because of all the the smog from this fi- uh, fire and i was like mm-hmm. wow can you breathe he was like oh no i'm coughing like every two seconds so i was like oh my Jeez. god 
Yeah, Sydney got a little bit of rain the other day and someone recorded a video like people were like actually like in the streets like cheering about it. And I'm like, that's like, that's some apocalyptic like stuff right there where it's like you're literally just like, you know, oh my gosh, thank you for the rain. You know, like, okay, yeah. So yeah, everything sucks. Um, mm -hmm. The world is burning. It's fine though. <laughs> uh, but like, here's the thing. I, and and I, I do think of it through the lens of addiction because it's the way I'm the most forgiving towards the wealthy or the rich because oh yeah uh, you know guillotines and riots aren't anything for drones no. and cops so like uh it's not really i, I, I don't uh, as angry as i am it's just not something you can kind of convert to action dot 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 but if you think of them as like drug addicts there's a really famous kind of experiment done on rats hmm. and rats do share i don't know if you're familiar with it rats share like 90 percent of the human brain right oh yeah rats um, are really cool right really cool really smart uh you know Totally, totally want to be your friends. Anyway, uh, but they did take an experiment where they got a bunch of rats addicted to drugs. Uh, so they put it, cocaine in water. They had, sorry, they had the water jug with cocaine. They had a, a regular water jug. And basically, like, they all, like, nine out of ten rats just became cocaine addicts. They just kept hitting up the cocaine water, right? Um, so and another, that was, like, that was considered the control. So in another um, cage, they put just a variety. They had the cocaine water. They kept it there. But they had, like, various fruit waters, like, different types of little water, um, and then water. And then, like, only one of them became a cocaine addict. I mean, there was still some cocaine addiction. They, 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 they all tried a little of the cocaine, I think. But, like, there wasn't any of, like, the negative effects of them, you know, mm -hmm. uh, being all all tweaked out i think they did start killing each other in the other cage um yeah so. there was um like something i've uh, said often on my stream before is like um we fell in love with convenience and it's convenience that will kill us that's been mm. like my motto whenever like i'm talking about it because it's like there's been so many conversations with people that i've had about like a single-use plastic and everything and they're like oh my gosh like sorry um <laughs> I know that that has definitely been a conspiracy post that's been going around from an uncredible news source. So, I mean, if you want to keep going and listening to their uh, fun things like that, go for it. And even if there were a couple of arsonists, like these fires are completely out of control. And the whole thing about it is that the conditions were so incredibly bad that it's gone to this current level. So even if there is an arsonist or a couple arsonists, the fact that Australia is so dry and for this level of like fires to be happening, that's not normal. So, and that's like the whole thing. So it doesn't, at this point, it's like who fucking cares what's like what started it, what matters is how bad it is. And it is definitely climate driven with how bad it actually is. Yeah, society should be stronger than a few bad actors, even if that were the case. But I, I don't think there's any proof to say there's any kind of arson yet. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I um, but I do want to kind of make us feel better. People are addicted to drugs and you're not. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm addicted I, to fruit water. <laughs> <laughs> fruit water is great. Mm -hmm. um, I, uh, you know, you, you hear about WeWork a lot, right? WeWork, yeah. Every now and then I see it pop up on Twitter. Oh, well, I, I, I've worked in a bunch and generally like it was pretty easy to see them going to bankruptcy but they had this amazing fruit water um mm -hmm. every morning they like used to slice up fruit and just put it in this big water jug it was the best um yeah i i really loved it 
anyway, sorry for that version. But uh, yeah. so basically the thing is that like we have to make other things for people and society to kind of click into. And it, it, convenience, I heard we work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was really easy to see coming too because like at that time, like I, I worked for a lot of startups in New York. It's either like you get a really ratty office or somehow this WeWork place can give you all of this magical stuff. Um, and, and you're like, no where's money coming from for all this magical stuff? <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was funny because a lot of the startups that end up renting out at a WeWork are also in that same debt cycle where they try to make something magical. I just never thought it would happen with real estate, but it did. Um, anyway, so it's just incumbent on society to make alternatives for people that I, I think we would expect to be leading us, the wealthy and the powerful. But I think in this current iteration of society, it's really hard for them to see past that index fund growth. Mm -hmm. That's why you'll see people like Tom Steyer get on the stage and say things like, you know, he's really talks a big game about climate change, but then he'll say we need to make solar and wind more profitable or competitive with oil. You just can't do that. Like you yeah. put oil in a jar or whatever, a, bucket, a barrel, excuse me, and you sell it. Like it's a commodity. Mm -hmm. Like the only way you could do that with sun, solar, or excuse me, solar or wind is to say, okay, I own the sun and you're going to have to. Run. <laughs> I own the Dyson Sphere. <laughs> but like considering the, um, you know, the, 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 the legal purpose to which the prem legal premise to which that we own a lot of oil fields outside of America, or at least uh, percentages of them, it's, mm -hmm. it, I don't, I don't think it's really impossible to say like, there's a certain government that would say, okay. And then if there's an army, we'd have to start paying rentiers fee to Elon Musk for the sun. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, so it, the, the thing is we have to work through the government, right? Yeah, uh, that is like it, it, it's collectivism. That is the only thing that's going to get us out of this. It's essentially what got us into this. So journalism is great in that it like it kind of exposes more of the truth. It gets more people in there. And it's just vastly underfunded and part of the reason why we're in this mess in anyway. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, like there's a huge problem with like, I mean, just U.S. media. And this is something. So I've been reading a book. Oh. Uh, so I found this at Barnes and Noble. And oh, it shows reversed on here. But so um, how to change minds about a changing climate. And it just addresses the biggest um, like environmental skeptic arguments like and I'm here like oh, I've already heard all of these, <laughs> but it provides like the a refutation that isn't like, you know. Yeah. And um, OK, where was I even going with this now? I was like. This is important. Why? Um. Oh my God. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, um. We're talking about journalism. We're talking about journalism. Oh, okay. So <laughs> we're talking about United States journalism. Uh, it has a habit of trying to show both sides, even if both sides, like, it was um, talking about consensus, how a lot of people are like, oh, I mean, like, there's not like a whole lot of uh, scientific consensus about climate change. And it's like, and but because like a lot of the media is like in order to stay unbiased, we'll take even like the smallest percentage of anything that doubts it and give it the same amount of media time as we do with things that are actually proven. You see that like with the anti-vax movement. And so I compare it. It's like, I mean, like, <laughs> you know, like we've given like a lot of like the same time for the anti-vaxxers as we have for those that are advocating for climate skepticism or trying to push um, information that is false because it's like, well, we have to show both sides. And it's like, do you, but there is, there's no, there's no sides. There's people that don't know what the fuck they're talking about. 
and then a global consensus as shown at the UN and the IPCC for what's happening. So it's a huge fault on the American media for the way that we're trying to be like, well, I mean, like, if there's even one person in the entire world that disagrees, we have to show their side. And it's like, no, you don't. You really don't. And, like, we need to stop feeding into... Yeah. Well, um, I, 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 um, have you ever heard of manufacturing consent? Manuf no. What is this? So I'll leave a little link. It's um, <laughs> it refers to a, a book written by Noam Chomsky and someone else who heard of Noam Chomsky. Um, and he wrote it in, like, I think the early 80s, maybe the late 80s. I'll put and it was based read list. Yeah. And, like, there, there's, there's a lot of... It's maybe not super well written which might be why it didn't disseminate but there's a lot of really good like foot videos and stuff uh, going into it too <laughs> um i have not read the book uh, <laughs> I, i'm kind of aware of the theory and all that uh but i did some kind of giving that disclaimer uh but it does kind of it, it's kind of a theory of how the media um discusses certain things and not other things so mm -hmm both sides like is interesting because it seems like there's two sides but like they could be cutting out 80 85 different sides and you wouldn't know yeah. like it's the the choosing of what is important and what isn't is highly influenced by the types of people that work at these kind of places which is generally a for um a hiring metric mm -hmm. uh so really at the higher point of hire for most uh journalistic in, uh, entities or news entities there's um, kind of an accepted thing, set of things that you can talk about and can't talk about. Like uh, maybe at the time of writing, he's more referring to, not really. I mean, like he himself would identify as a libertarian socialist, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, or, or, or communist maybe. But, um, Those uh, commies. <laughs> but like that, that, like you couldn't get a job working in a mainstream media outfit if you didn't say that somehow, like, yeah. it, or, like if someone couldn't say that and your reaction was just to kind of chuckle and whatever, just like mm -hmm. that, that is, but that like, that's a very kind of key thing about American life. I, I could, uh, when I was really young in like a uh, fourth grade in elementary school, uh, the De New Jersey devils are going to like the Stanley cup, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and they're playing the Detroit Red Wings and the Detroit Red Wings had like, they called them the uh, iron front. Cause it's for the, the, the center and the two wings were Russians. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we asked, like, the school janitor, like, who he was rooting for. And, like, it was the first time I heard an adult curse, so I always remembered it. He said, never going to root for those fucking commies. And just oh, my God. And we all looked at like, and like, wow, okay. <laughs> it's like, they, yeah, like, it's, um, I get called a commie, like, almost every time I stream. Just because, like, I say, like, oh, I'm for people and planet. They're like, well, then you're just a communist. And I'm here, like, I'm actually a democratic socialist, if you want to be really specific about my political alignment. But I always just say I'm for people and planet. Because I've always said, like, if, if whatever, like, the day that, like, we have a blood moon or something and we have a conservative representative that is more for people and planet than the right or the left, then I'd be like, yeah, of course I'd vote for them. Because, like, my concern is, like, people on a planet. I don't care about party names or, like, that kind of thing. It's, like, as long as you're a decent human being, support women's rights, support, like, all, you know. But, unfortunately, that is only falling onto the left right now. And the right has... I, I don't know what happened with them. Like, it's... Yeah, I have a, a theory. So, like, it, uh, if there's anyone right-wing in chat... I don't care what you have to say, first of all. Uh, <laughs> but if you look up the origins of the left-wing, right-wing spectrum kind of definition, it goes back to the French Revolution. 
uh, like Les Mis and shit, right? Uh, the right, it's it just, there was a parliamentary thing, uh, the parliament, right? And the people on the right side of it were for the royalists. They were mm -hmm. for keeping the queen and king power and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, and the people to the left weren't. It just kind of happened. And then, like, they noted how, like, you couldn't even sit in the other side without getting yelled at, yada, yada, because there was the whole French Revolution that kind of yeah. came out of that. So that is the origins of the left-right spectrum. The right is for royalty. So mm -hmm. if America was to be founded after getting away from royalty and feudalism, I kind of see the notion of all anything, quote-unquote, right-wing as pushing back to royalty and feudalism and thus anti-american that's right i said it terrorists anyway sorry it's a little, yeah uh... no i'm in complete agreement like there are some people that i've talked about um you know especially as we're seeing with trump how so many people are like rising up and being like we want him in forever in this and i'm here like you do exactly. realize that's not american at all like mm -hmm. we're literally you're you're literally advocating for us to go back to a time where we've fought a big-ass war to get away from um but then they're like, oh, but then you're you're just uh, against America and you need to go to Venezuela because you're communist. And I'm like, <laughs> well, see, I, I, think it's, I think it's kind of interesting. And you, you hit the point right there. Like uh, our current extreme right wing seems to be a lot like setting up a feudal kind of king system or royalty system. Right. Yeah. Um, right down to ignoring that this guy might be naked or just a dumbass or whatever you want to say. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, I think along with the whole right wing, left wing thing, the most extreme right wing kind of thing that you can maybe intellectually conceptualize or hear out there is a anarcho capitalism. Have you, is that, okay, no, mm, you I haven't, haven't come across that term yet. Chat. Okay. Well, if anyone says anarcho capitalism, they're probably going to call you a commie too. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so that the idea is like no state, there is no state or anything it's just ownership. And it, like you talk to these people and you got, you basically always get to the point where some kind of Mad Max situation is going to happen. There's nothing to stop someone from just violently gathering other people and then stealing land and then doing got it. Thing. And then reinstituting feudalism, you know, there's a, yeah. Uh, so I, I do think the idea of like extreme independent freedom or extreme libertarianism to, to kind of abolish the state, or as like Steve Bannon said, I think like deconstruct the administrative state. The, mm -hmm. the purpose is such to get rid of the only apparatus that exists that would prevent feudalism, and that is democracy. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's my conceptualization of like I'm not against republicanism or cons well, I'm not against conservatism as a ideology. Maybe if people were actually strict to their ideology, but uh, I do think the right wing has revealed itself to just be a spectrum of feudal living and something we've been trying to get to since Roman times, really, which is uh, something more democratic. Yeah, Any, that's, that's something um, that my like academic advisor and I have been talking about. He's because he's um, so my major is Asian studies with China and Japan. So I'm just here like, oh, boy, like I'm like what, learning all this history. I'm like looking at America like. <laughs> well, uh, and um, then, you know, my minor is environmental science and policy, and I'm hoping to, I'm still trying to figure out my field for grad school because it's like, you could literally drop me in anything in the earth sciences and I would have a blast. Um, but they're like, well, you need to have a statement of purpose for the specific thesis. And I'm here like, I don't know, I could study cyclones or volcanoes or like every, I could do everything. Like, just give it to me. Just drop me in a job. So thankfully, um, so total tangent there. I, I know a couple of people I'm networking with, so I might not even have to like go and narrow down my scope of whatever by going into grad school, I can probably just go directly into the field, which is really what I'm hoping for. And then I can branch off from there. 
Um, but yeah, so he was talking about how um, it within the next 100, 150 years or so, that's like his prediction that the states, if we don't like correct our trajectory now, we are going to end up in another like feudal system. And because um, he was saying- You could argue reason- that we're already there too. Oh yeah, our, like we're, we're definitely- land ownership, it's corporate ownership, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the moment that we acknowledge that like- corporations are people like that weird thing it's like oh yeah corporations can act as like people like that's like okay that's wonderful Mm. thanks um and um but like a lot of the factors of it is because you know if you look at like how shitty our education system is people aren't taught to critically think anymore um same with the way that the media is like literally everything that is being cultivated and brewed in the states from education to keeping the poor poor to the consistent warmongering to the way that we have been investing our finances and everything as well is just leading us into a spot where we're going to have to be like, Hey, like we need some dictator to do something because we're not getting anything done. And I'm just here like, and you said you were. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're going to change all that. Mm -hmm. The game's going to do it. Let's let's get back to that. If I can, Uh, I do want to talk about like, so we talked about funding journalism and what I'd look for there. I also want to talk about funding activism and what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I think it's pretty obvious. Like, groups like uh, Sunrise or this is Zero Hour, if you've heard of them, like the youth activist moves, uh, movements, I think are great. Sunrise had a really good video that they put out yesterday. Um, oh, they put out a video where, yesterday? Mm-hmm, um, uh, where they were kind of talking about, like, their approach. And they brought up an interesting point where, like, the, based on research, only, like, 3.5% of any given population needs to really be actively protesting to kind of tilt a uh, government way so like that's that's a very achievable percentage uh, it's kind of hard in america but like you know in uh in india right now is a, uh, a general strike going on which i think is a definitely that percent of the population if not more so uh, mm-hmm. that's a, a good goal but i think they obviously need support so this would be a way to support them through that financial model um and like if you think about if, if anybody has the on the sunrise email newsletter or any kind of government newsletter like political thing like you know you get the email every day telling you the world's burning it's really horrible they ask you for money and then like maybe the fifth email the tenth email whatever you do give money so uh, a free-to-play game is the same approach pretty much it's just instead of scaring you in your email it's just you, you play the game and maybe on your tenth hour uh you throw some money to it so this would uh, put that money towards those groups. Um, and just to talk about how that would work, uh, like an, if you can set up credit card transactions to cut it uh, in a credit percentage right at the point of the digital swipe, so to speak. So that's mm-hmm. how like a GoFundMe or one of those sites works. Uh, it's not really that hard. Like uh, you tip them and then you uh, see one transaction on your card, but it goes to GoFundMe as well as whoever you're funding. Um, mm-hmm. So this would be the same exact principle. Um, it's fuzzy on how that would work in terms of do you get to choose whom I would like to maybe institute that? Would it be better to split it across everything? I, I'm not sure. So I'd have to kind of uh, work my way further. But um, uh, the other thing that I'd like to focus on is like that underground activism. Uh, Sunrise, for example, focuses on that as well as uh, putting pressure in certain um, uh, electoral uh, districts uh, when there is an election that can be tilted. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing that I would really like to fund is how the wealthy do write the legislation in this country. Um, if I could like kind of, I don't have the clip, I could have got it ready, but there's this one clip of Hillary Clinton in 2016 and she meets with uh, some of the organizers from Black Lives Matter, right? Mm-hmm. So like young black kids, like I, they're, they're teenagers, they might be in their early 20s, like they're, they're young, you know? Um, and they're talking to her, it's on video. 
and it's a little bit contentious, right? And at one point, like, um, she's interrupting them. She's saying, I need you to give me legislation. Like, you need to give me legislation. And I'm just like, what the fuck is that? You're a, you are a senator, first lady, and you, you have a history of uh, writing legislation, apparently, with uh, your husband in Arkansas and all that. Um, but to be truthful, it's just how the way the world works these days. Um, most of the legislation you see is actually written by think tanks. The first few drafts are going to be composed by them. And then lobbyists who are just lawyers with credentials to literally be in the lobbies of Congress kind of chase down congressional leaders and say, this is what you need to do. And they also set up little days to talk and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, and it's all recorded. So like that is technically all in the up and up. Like Citizens United makes it a lot of it more legal than it should be. And there's also just a lot of other, if it's, not illegal there aren't laws really mm -hmm. against it um and all of those lobbyists for corporations right now there are very few if any grassroots funded lobbyists that correlate back to these groups and i would like to have that like that is something that a think tank would do um it's finding a climate focused think tank that would not accept money from corporations it is possible there are, are groups outside of climate that are focused on you know non-corporate think tanks like uh yeah. data for progress um uh, uh, um, is one that Matt Brunig works for. Seven. Um, and then the the People's Policy Project is another good one. Um, so there are groups that do this sort of stuff, but not totally climate focused. And I would really like that because if you could have journalism, on the ground activism, and um, basically congressional activism in the form of writing legislation and lobbying, you have a way to echo all that out to support it. So once it is up for a vote or is a matter of political debate, you can know all about it from the journalism. But you can also feel confident that the laws being written aren't, you know, including sentences to say that, sure, you can pollute in this town or whatever, like that, that it could be a little bit more toward and that there are people with more pure intent, like they're using your money, not the money from this game, rather not uh, the money from a big corporation. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know that might seem crazy, but if you look at the numbers that companies spend on this kind of stuff, it's not that much money. They're going to be spending a lot more. Don't get me wrong, but uh, it, it is something achievable via gaming, which seems kind of weird, but that's kind of what I want to do. Um, mm -hmm. And I kind of explained the why. Like, I, I don't think anyone that has money is going to step up and do anything. So it really is going to come up to us so i could show the game if you want to look yeah, at that go for it i think um <laughs> it lets you screen share right or, or do you want me to go ahead and pull it up um I, I can screen share let's see uh there we go do you see you don't see me anymore do you oh no no i see the game cool okay cool so it's like you know your way around the game <laughs> basically yeah um if you log in like you're just gonna see this if you log in fresh you'd see like no farm um it's a lot like stardew or harvest there's it's a prototype, so this is on internet bound. Mm -hmm. If anybody does want to try this out, you can. Um, you'd start out here. It's not going to be obvious what to do, but if you walk over to this area, you'll go to like the the starter town. So you know, I have some uh, a town going on here. This is a uh, Sakana. They're going to have the clothes you can buy. Um, a little clothing store going on. Uh, it's going to get dark, so I chose like the wrong time to be here. Um, but I also like have like a little bit of an intention of the story for the game um and how certain things will work that are different so uh so um what to talk about first uh there's like basically it is just a farming game it's it's uh it's supposed to be utopia so everything's chill but the conflicts are going to be around uh 
basically people trying to bullshit their way out of the utopia such to create um, inequalities in society by leveraging generally other people's work in their favor. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's this character, Gil, uh, Gil Bates. He uh, has a company called Dorkasoft, and he's going to constantly be trying to introduce policies to, for everybody that magically make him more money at the expense of society. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, that's going to be one set of missions, and he's going to be countered uh, by characters like Baff and York. Uh, they represent the Carter police. Uh, they don't arrest anything or anybody or anything violent. They basically just... Uh, talk to bad faith actors and shenaniganry and stop people like Gil Bates from doing dumb things. Mm -hmm. uh, so it kind of is just to encourage the idea of interrogating uh, people that may not be totally toward. And I, I want to kind of expand the world based on that. I'm not exactly a game writer. So ideally, I would like to try to have the game stories be, the, be an MMO kind of composed of different stories mm -hmm. uh, and really kind of grow it out from there. Um, around the basic idea of farming. So uh, you can buy and sell seeds, and the other area outside of a town is a community farm. So I think I kind of showed you lightly the farm that you would start out with. That's your own farm. There's just a handful of plants right now I'm working on uh, crafting and stuff. But uh, the thing that I kind of wrapped up is it's still kind of buggy area called the community farm. So if you walk out here... Um, mm -hmm. It's a little it's a little weird and there's a moat system blocking people off. But basically, if you were to come here while someone else was signed off, like you'd have a, a farm load up from the database uh, where you can kind of show off your own stuff. Um, and there'd hopefully be other people around there. And I could kind of gamify the things here. So like if you grow a certain plant next to someone else growing another plant, like, you know, it's a better yield or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but this is really just early, early, early days where all of this stuff works on the internet, and that's basically what I've been working on. This all is running on a live server. Uh, I'm using, for not to be too nerdy, if you have any questions, I'll try to stream, and I can kind of answer stuff. But uh, I'm using something called Nakama to scale the back end. So I do feel pretty confident about it being able to scale, but obviously I have a lot of just content to make. Mm -hmm. um, and I basically have spent the last years just making like base systems. Uh, you can also kind of change the color of your clothes and this is would be a way to make a business model so that's that's what i got so far um not much obviously in terms of gameplay but uh i'm, I'm really working on that uh hopefully over the next few months uh and that's that's it if anybody wants to try it out for whatever it is worth there's a website available but otherwise you know tell your friends <laughs> yeah like the my first like thing i'm like you're like oh like if you want to make it that this is just like my brain like buzzing you know i'm like oh like i wonder like are you thinking of putting in like some like environmental consequence like if um these policies like do get passed and then like a drought happens or like yeah. so like when like i that started kind of thing? when i started thinking about this like i was thinking like yeah climate dystopia like very used to dystopias and games and stuff but like Every time I started to sit down and like think about how that would look, I started getting more depressed. Mm. Uh, and, <laughs> and like most games, like just gaming in general, like the dystopia is such a normal thing, right? Mm. Um, so I kind of thought, like, what would a utopia look like? And like, obviously, I'm defanging the concept of conflict, but I think that could be kind of okay in an MMO, which is focused on farming. Um, I also like what I really, the next thing on my schedule to kind of do is get to crafting. So, um, I wanted to make it so you can, there'll be an area where trees are grown responsibly. 
uh, and you chop them and you put them in this thing called a reatomizer, which just makes anything out of trees. A uh, little, little magical, a little magical, you know, um, but it's it's the future. Uh, so basically, it's just a way to have like scarecrows and things on your uh, farm to kind of make it more personalized. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, like after like getting the basic Harvest Moon kind of elements and putting in a little bit of mission based content, what I really want to do is have like kind of a, an animal thing where um have you ever played pokemon like on the yes. game board yeah okay so like things like basically like the pokemon fight scene right or like your pokemon's fight except like it would be you meeting an animal in the wild and like you try to feed it and like be nice and maybe it lets you pet it maybe it eats your food you know mm-hmm. and then like you just kind of get a reputation with the animals like they have names and there could be like dice rolls where certain animals get along with certain players more and stuff like that like in real life and that'd stuff be like so, that. so cute like kind of yeah like a, like a whole like set of different little mini games to support kind of just being around and then basically have uh the main i guess thing to spend money on although it just should be different things like stuff to buy for your farm but also uh outfits from sakana and then real world money and this is heavily borrowing from warframe which is a great free-to-play game if anyone likes kind of third-person action games um they basically make a lot of their money off just selling color palettes mm-hmm. uh, which can customize the outfit so that is what i'm hoping to make a business model out of so every all the content would be free um but the thing you would pay for uh that would back it would be these color palettes for the most part and maybe some items and other things right mm-hmm. um so that's uh that's the idea and you know like it, it's it's crazy but if it could scale to the uh size that a Stardew Valley scales at it would be amazing. Like that game made twenty five million in its first year. If you could take wow. 60 percent of that, that would be crazy. But like games like Path of Exile and Warframe, which are free to play uh, games like this, their business model can make up to like nine figures. Uh, I think both of those games have made hundred million, a hundred million, excuse me, in a year. So if you can imagine sixty million going to journalism and activism, like it's a that lot would be amazing. Easier. It's a lot easier to imagine a Green New Deal. And then, um, like, really the idea is that is also, you know, it's really hard to be an activist, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, if you watch that Sunrise video that I sent, like, there's this portion where, like, they're uh, literally, like, you know, not fighting with security guards, more or less. And, uh, yeah, you got to do shit like that. And um, yeah. it, I'm not discouraging it. I'm not saying, like, you shouldn't do that. I'm just saying I know for a fact a lot of people wouldn't. Like, that's why it's only 3.5%. So I think, and a lot of people are disabled. A lot of people may have arrest records and things. Like, there may Mm -hmm. be legitimate reasons. Or you might not be able to afford an arrest and bail and all that. So there are legitimate reasons that protest is difficult. So I, um, this is, like, another big reason I'm kind of hoping to put this game together and have it scale. So it could be a way to scale the protest. Yeah, um... Mooney had a question. So Mooney's been popping off with ideas and questions here. So he's asking if you're uh-huh. using um, Defold was his first question. Uh, I don't know what Defold is. Um, if you're a programmer, I'm using Godot for the game engine and Nakama for the back end. Um, I'm not really sure what Defold is. So no, I'm not. <laughs> and then it uh, looks like some recommend um, thing here was saying, like, maybe the more animals you collect, the better and healthier your farm can be. To encourage the concept of biodiversity and permaculture like you might get snails all over your farm so you have to catch a duck to keep nearby oh yeah yeah that's uh i was thinking of stuff like that mooney as well like um like if it could maybe be a community thing where maybe if enough people aren't feeding the right animals then those animals start eating plants from people's farms and you have to like kind of 
go out there. <laughs> no, no. And stuff like that. But yeah, like to to um I think you're hitting on like a biodiversity. Um there, there was kind of a scientific concept I wanted to bring up, which is also like as it pertains to kind of organization, it pertains to excuse me, science as well as like organization theory and concepts like anarchy. Um, it's the idea of mutual aid. Uh looked mm -hmm. up. So like instead of like charity or labor where you have a boss that pays you to do something or you have like the idea of charity where like I'm gifting this thing. So now you have the ability to do things. Uh, mutual aid is I'm doing a thing that can help you so you can do things that can help me, which is a lot more true of how society works when you take out the profit model. You don't have to scale things to purely profit for people that aren't really doing anything. Um, so like if you think about a free to play game, like you're, actually committing a form of labor for that company like they have a dollar value on your free-to-play hour because you're bringing in other people like in theory for all playing this game like we see other people and that's the kind of thing that motivates us to play this right so if you are doing a kind of like underhanded free labor for these companies i'm not saying that you are please keep playing path of exile warframe etc fortnite yada um but why not have that same concept work towards fundraising for uh, the things that have been denied money from finance systems. So that's <laughs> kind of the, the, the idea in a nutshell. I like anyway. it a lot. Cool. <laughs> I'm just here like, I can't wait <laughs> until like it's all done. I, I, yeah. So I am, um, I'm hopeful to like have something in a year with like content, but like at this point I'm trying to like reach out, show people, get some kind of audience. Uh, I, Personally, I've been um, making it mostly on the side, but also uh, just kind of throwing my own savings. I have no guilt about oil money in my life anymore, but I do have a lot of nausea about giving up that sweet, sweet oil money. I do have to be honest with y'all. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, I put it mostly in this game um, and I'm going back to work in a couple of weeks because I do need money. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, there's that. Uh, but if you really want to help, you know, share it with your friends, talk, Twitter, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a Patreon, and I'll be slowly trying to uh, fundraise for that. Um, Plug all it's here. Oh, thank you. This is, like, the part that I'm really bad at and, like, not thrilled about. Like, I just want to make the game. I'm not very good at, like, making content and putting it's myself like, on the internet. how do I advertise? And it's like, I got you, fam. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you. Is it just copy-pasting? No, literally just copy-pasting. Bam. Oh my god. Is Twitch, the site, the Patreon. Let's see, what's your like minimum Patreon tier? Oh, I think I made it like two dollars. I, I I literally just set this up a few weeks ago, so Oh, you typoed Patreon in your uh Oh shut up. Yeah, in your link thing. I was like, why isn't it working? No. Ignore that first. Ignore the Patreon link. It was a typo on his page. Is this is this on the website? Oh no. Yeah, so in your stream, when you under support, it says Patreon, but the link oh. is P Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can fix that real quick. I thought you meant on the website or, or like oh, the, the web game website. Perfect. It's fine. Um, you, if you have a Patreon link on the website, might want to check that just in No, I, Patreon I, I, that website is. Yeah. Those Donate to Patreon for a. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Patreon's a great like scam Patreon. Mm hmm. I feel like I should also just buy that URL anyway. Um, yeah, that's me. So I, I think I have two, five, ten. Uh, I have a $500 per month uh, uh, thing where you get absolutely nothing. 
uh, just in case you feel guilty about the money you're making. You know, just hoping someone. Capital gains robber, baron investor. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Maybe. Anyway, yes, yeah, so that's the game. Any any questions, etc. I am here for you. Um, but otherwise, uh, that's that's pretty much it. I've just am here like I can't wait for it to be done next year. <laughs> well, I, I'm hoping to you know have something more playable before that. So mm -hmm. like even within like a three to six month frame, like I think I just would need more stuff for you to craft and do. Mm -hmm. Oh, fishing, of course. I think Ooh, that every, yes. every game needs a fishing game. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's something to throw in there as well. So like there, there's some content. I'm hoping to have some uh, more content soon. I'll start streaming steadily. Uh, I, I kind of took a break over the holidays, as mm -hmm. uh, people are wont to do. Uh, I, I think I might be a morning streamer, like a real early, like 4.30 a.m. kind oh of Oh, my God. So I don't know if that's really going to work for anybody. But I'll try to stream in the week. I mean, you'll get um, an EU audience that way. Like the yeah, other side. Yeah. It's just so weird because like I've now streamed at like three different times and every time you change your stream time, you have to like build up your audience all over again. Yeah, uh, and... I've I've been feeling that with college. I'm just like, all right, can't wait till I graduate because then like my schedule can just be consistent. <laughs> <laughs> but, you yeah, know, I, I went from, um, was it Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday nights? And I was like, okay, Wednesday night, Friday, Saturday morning. <laughs> Once I start the semester, I'm like, oh, man, like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this and like, feel free anytime you want to come back on, like when you have like updates with the game, DM me, I have no problems with you coming on and bragging about your project and advertising. Um, I think it's amazing cool. and I love what you want to be doing with this and I, I really want to play it. Cool. Thanks so, so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and also like if anybody knows like other places that maybe would be interested in having me yak about it, that would be cool. As well as like, if you know people that are affiliated to anything like those groups I talked about, um, either journalists or activists, um, always looking to, to connect there um, and kind of, uh, it's not something I've really held a good amount of outreach for too. So it's kind of putting it out there, but anyway, thanks so much. Yeah, and for sure, like if I, I've been trying to network with like more people myself, you know, cause I'm like, all right, I did like no collabs last year. I'm like, okay, this year I need to do more collaborations. So if I find a connection that would um, work for you, I'll go ahead and like, I'll try to get you guys connected. Cool, I uh, not to be noticed, I saw Mike from PA was following you on Twitter. That's a really cool follow. Yeah, oh, cause that's funny story. So I had dinner with him at TwitchCon. Oh, okay. um, I got oh, invited okay. to the political uh, streamer dinner um, when I like literally, you know, literally like just, I got into the politics category, like the tag, cause it was still a hashtag or category tag then. Um, and Eva, I think it was Eva that invited me or yeah, I got added to like a group chat and I was like, oh, I'll come. Sure. <laughs> and so cool. I got to meet like destiny and Mike and Justin and Eva and bad bunny and everyone. And I'm here. Like I'm sitting at All a right. table of like the people. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh God, I don't want to destiny anyway. Yeah, um, that, that it was interesting. We were in a Thai restaurant. That was a while ago, though, right? Yeah, that like, was uh, uh, September of twenty. Ah, okay. Yeah. Oh, not, not that long ago. Yeah, anyway, not that long. Um, and I got to meet Denims, and she was she's a sweetheart. So it was nice talking with her. Um, but yeah, I sat a, a directly across from Justin, and then Denim sat across from my husband, and then um, I'm really important was also there. So we got to like talk. And so it's great. And I'm just like, all right, I got to like earn my position at this table now. 
<laughs> That's really cool. I'm I'm only familiar from Mike Mike from PA because I'm a big fan of Sam Cedars. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, majority report podcast although i'm very new to the podcast world myself uh so anyway but um yeah thank you so much for having me on yeah thanks for reaching out good luck and i hope your day is fantastic today despite everything that's going on in the world uh well you know it'll it'll keep going i'll tell you that much it'll it'll keep spinning <laughs> all, right. all right thank you so much noise i look forward to talking to you soon all right, take care You can find New Noiseworks on Twitter and in the description of this episode. A huge thank you to Lewis from Fieldstone Studios for being our amazing audio guy and to our fabulous $5 Patreon supporters, Grant, Ken, and Wyatt. See you next time for more conversations about our world.